Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuadros. Once again, this is your boy Christian. And uh, today we're going to have a little talk. Uh, not a little talk, but I don't know how long it's going to be. But, you know, we'll always say little talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit about uh, Houston versus Dallas uh, on Wednesday. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about the loss against Miami that we suffered. So, um, honestly, um, the Dallas game, that's the one that I kind of took the most notes. Uh, the Miami game was kind of weird, you know, with the whole weather delay and stuff like that. So, I don't have a lot of notes on that one, especially when you have... When the Dynamo didn't play that really good of a game, uh, it's kind of like a bad habit that I have that when things are not going well, uh, I tend not to have a lot of notes, but I still rem I remember a lot of it. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about some some key points and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, you know, we'll just, you know, do the typical cuatro cuatro dos uh, that I'm just going to free, free ball it, I guess. Um, so if you are uh, new, I guess, uh, or would like to get in touch with me for some type of reason, uh, you should have the handles right here on the bottom if you're watching. And if not, you know, it's Chris Putalias or Cuatro Cuatro Dos as well if you're listening. If you're listening, uh, also you can see that on the description below of the information of the podcast episode. Uh, but yeah, other than that, also don't forget that I started a new little segment where I break down goals called anatomy of a goal so go check those out they're pretty cool at least i think uh, but other than that let's just go ahead and get to it um this season uh it's kind of almost over uh usually well not usually but well hopefully not you know so soon hopefully we're able to make it to the playoffs but before that let's talk about the dallas game real quick um so this whole month basically we're going to be the Houston Dynamo is going to be playing eight eight games in a span of a month. Um, so it's going to be really, really uh, difficult, hard. Uh, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a, literally, a, you know, trial by fire, basically, when it comes to, like, seeing where we stand, uh, when it comes to depth of the roster and all, you know, stuff like that that everybody has been talking about. You know, all the different shows that cover the Dynamo. You know, basically everybody has been talking about depth and who to keep and who kind of to let go and stuff like that. Um, but the the Texas Derby was a pretty uh, pretty legit game for the Houston Dynamo, even though we didn't have uh, control of the ball per se when it came to possession. Um, we had a pretty good game, and also the fact that we played with ten men basically the whole second half. Um, you know, kind of gave us a, a little plus to say, hey, you know, we beat Dallas with 10 men on the field. Uh, possibly one of our, met, one of our best guys, Manotas, uh, you know, our top goal scorer, or one of the top goal scorers actually in the history of the Dynamo. So um, not having him and potentially, you know, score a goal or two, uh, even though he's going through a little dry spell, you know, it pretty, it hinders you as a team, you know, a little bit. Um, but other than that, uh, here, let me read some stats that I have. Um, for example, when it came to possession uh, of the ball, it's actually pretty bad. Uh, if you look at it, possession of the ball, it, it ended up being 71 
for Dallas and 28, well, 28.4 Dynamo, 71.6 for Dallas. Um, as you can see, it was it wasn't a very uh, we well not we maybe you guys don't but I got used to the Dynamo controlling the ball and being dominate being the nomin the dominator no the team that dominates the ball the most basically in, in most of these games. Tab Ramos have brought in a, like I have said before many times he has brought in a culture or I don't know if you call it a culture or just a style of play. Where um, where the Dynamo control the ball and they move the ball around, they're able to you know keep the ball at their feet, you know use the back line to move that ball around, you know swing it left to right, uh, right to left, and you know you use every, literally every single player touches the ball before you know we're able to make it to the front, or we're able to give it to Darwin Quintero so he can create. Uh, but when it came to FC Dallas, knowing that you know they have some pretty Good guys, like you know, we have they have a uh, Ricuarte. Uh, their number ten basically is Beast. He's the guy that attempted to score from a half field. Uh, that marriage had a good save, um, and yeah, I think the the correct people had really good games. Um, Marco Marriage had really good saves. Uh, Kiki Struna, you know, showed up. He had really good defensive game. Bisama played on the right. He had a really good game. Uh, well, not a really good game, but you know, an average game for for a wing, for not a for you know, a right back. Um, Sam Junqua that played uh, from the beginning. He played up top, and by up top I mean like you know, kind of like a winger. Uh, he did you know a pretty good job considering the fact that he scored the previous game. So he was able to actually he played 89 minutes, you know, a full game on the on. Either left or right, you know, depending on where Quinteros wanted to sit on, basically. And also with Lassie, you know, they were switching around. Um, and then, you know, Darwin set in to, like, you know, put the little Ceres al postre, you know, how we said in Spanish, you know, the little, the last finishing touch to the to an almost perfect, not perfect, but a really good defensive game, basically. Uh, we came out, even though we were playing at home, and teams at home tend to, like, you know, come out and you know be a little bit more offensive we we went with a more defensive um plan to it um and that was that you know there was a there was a few shots here and there uh for mayor uh played for major played a really good game an okay game uh he had his fault here and there but you know stuff like that uh that usually happens with a young unexperienced guy that maybe doesn't get a lot of minutes of playing time right uh, Quinteros uh, scored the first goal in the ninth, minute 19, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, I did do a, an anatomy of a goal. So check that out. Um, go to YouTube, you know, Cuadro Cuadro Dos. Um, you can always find it there. Um, and if you look at it, it you know, it kind of shows you what a really good um, team that pressures the ball can do if they actually do it well. Um if I'm not mistaken, that's from that game and not the previous one. But, you know, there's so many games in this week, or like, in this month that I'm just going crazy with these games. Um, Marco Marich had a good save on uh, mid-26 and stuff like that. Uh, but other than that, I think we had a really good game, considering, that, like I said, considering the fact that we played literally the whole second half with one, man le uh, one less men. That's, that makes sense. 
Uh, there was a lot of VAR mess-ups when it came to uh, Manotas, you know, the red card that originally was yellow and then it went to red, and then Dallas got a red and then eventually ended up being a yellow card. So, you know, VAR, you know, shout out to uh, Federico de Michelis, who do, who is the guy uh, doing Todo Dynamo, which is like, actually, I just got done watching his show uh, that he had a couple of people on there. Uh, very interesting show if you you know if you listen or if you speak Spanish or anything. Uh, he does a really good weekly, almost week. I think it's a weekly show. You know about Dynamo stuff, Todo Dynamo, everything Dynamo. Uh, so you know if you're a Spanish speaker, I, rec I highly recommend it. T D O T O D O Dynamo, and it's funny because you know talking with him at you know in in the stadium, he uh, basically hates VAR. And it's hilarious because anything that happens, uh, any any play that gets reviewed by VAR, it's hilarious to like turn to him and just see his frustration in his face. Uh, but you know, it, it's funny how some people like it and some people don't. You know, some people are more purists and you know they believe that the game should just play on and you know leave the TV and the replays for the, for for the people watching at home. You know, which at some you know I'm. Somewhere in the middle there. Uh, I'm not like 100% VAR, but I think sometimes it could be useful. Uh, I don't know when or where. I guess I'm, I guess if they're useful to me, I'll take them. If they're not, they're not. You know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those, right? Uh, if it's for my advantage, I'll take it. Uh, but he's a, he's a purist. He's a purist. He doesn't like it. He doesn't care if it's, uh, you know, favorable to, favorable to us or, you know, or against us. He is completely against it, and it's, it's just hilarious. And I, I, honestly, I mean, when it come when it comes to this game against Dallas, uh, there were so many mess ups. Like, basically, VAR made took or made so many decisions for the ref that you know at that point in time you're like, why do we have a ref? Why don't we just have VAR? You know, do all the calls. You know, basically. But I mean. Uh, other than you know the the drama with the VAR and you know having a good defensive game and you know trying Junko out in a new position and you know doing this and that, the Dino played a really really good game defensively. We were able to get a win at home against you know our Derby, uh, the FC Dallas, um, and also we have one more game uh, this year with him. Uh, so we won one, we lost one, we tied one. So then we got one more game at the end of this month, towards the end of this month, that we are playing Dallas over there in Dallas, actually, on Halloween night. I think it's October 31st. I think it's Halloween. Um, and basically, that will decide if El Capitan returns to its rifle owner, which is the Houston Dynamo, or stays over there in Fresco for another year. Um, actually, I actually have it on my list that whenever it's time for us the media members to talk to uh, to Tab Ramos again. Closer to that date, I will ask him because uh, I actually noticed that you know I got on Twitter uh, after that game and people were already asking for the Capitan. So you know uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to make that happen. So we're gonna have to put a little bit of pressure to those people that you know if we don't do anything else this year, we gotta bring El Capitan back to Houston basically. And I think we can all agree on that one, right? Um, and then jumping into the next game, so we just had a game this past Saturday 
Uh, we played Miami, first time playing Miami. And our history and their history, basically, we went down to another uh, one of those teams that, you know, call themselves after a city that they don't play in. Uh, funny enough, right? Um, so my enter Miami that plays in Fort Lauderdale. Um, pretty cool looking stadium. Uh, it looks kind of weird with the with the colors, but I, I kind of like it. It's it's, it's very modern ish, like very twenty first century uh, stadium. It's really open, um, and with the whole weather delay and stuff like that. Um, and I and also you know going more into the soccer type, more into the soccer part of the game. Uh, it seems like Tab Ramos also had another game that tactically he wanted to go in, wanted to go in defensively. Um, so it seems like we we kind of did that. I don't have numbers for that game. Actually, I can kind of pull them up right here on my phone because believe it or not, there's an app for that, right? So if you are interested, the app that I use that I actually just started using is called Sofa. What is it called? Sofa score. So like the like your sofa where you sit down and then score. And you can actually go there and it gives you a bunch of um, like stats and stuff like that for for games and different sports and stuff like that. So let me just get in there. I want to see what was some of the stats on this game. Some, um, let's see. Media, no, statistics. So let's see, let's go here. So actually, when it came to ball possession, uh, 56 for Miami, 44 for us. So it wasn't that much of a, you know, one-sided game. Which actually, if you watch a game, it was a it was a pretty even game. Honestly, Inter Miami has, it's not a good team. I mean, honestly, they probably have one or two good players. Even having Gonzalo Higuain didn't much make didn't much didn't make much of a difference for them. Uh, I mean, Iwain I think, had like two or three shots of goal. Uh, the marriage uh, was able to save. I mean, their goal came from a penalty. Uh, their only difference maker for Miami was uh, Morgan that played on the right side, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they had 14 shots. We had 10 shots. Um, let's see. Um, they had two big chances, according to the app. We had one big chance. Um Goalkeeper saves, you had three. So marriage actually had a really good game. Uh, that I wrote down, I have two, three saves, which what the thing shows. Uh, Memo played a decent game after coming back after two games of being out because of some injuries. Uh, but the only thing I think that we lacked in the beginning of the game was uh, passing. Um, we... Like, even uh, before the weather delay, which actually happened towards the uh, minute 30 or so, um, I was actually not talking, but, you know, kind of like texting back, not, but like on Twitter, you know, and you get into conversations with also with uh, Federico de Michelis, uh, you know, he was saying, you know, how did you guys see the game? And, you know, I commented, you know, we need a better passing, and, and that's what it seemed. It seems like every time the Dynamo would get the ball, it was just like we couldn't put like two to three passes together to save our life. Like it was just, you know, horrendous that, you know, we, we were like we couldn't communicate, you know, concretarming like a good series of passes, like put together two to three passes to make it a something flowing. You know, a lot of people or, or some people, you know, 
they said, you know, the rain and all that stuff, but I don't think it had a lot to do with the rain. Uh, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but, you know, at the end of the day, both teams had to deal with the rain and the weather delay and all that, which it kind of throws you off because, you know, you play 30 minutes and you sit down for 45 minutes and then you come back and play 15 minutes and then you go to, you know, halftime another 15 minutes and then you got to play another 45. Like, it's just a weird, like, rhythm of the game. It's not like a fluid 45-45, you know? Even with water breaks. Water breaks are one or two minutes with just, just a breather. Um, and, you know, that's more flowing of a game. But when you got to step out for 45 minutes, it just kind of breaks down any type of momentum that you have. And the only thing that uh, we could talk about, you know, this game, it was that the Dynamo kind of waited towards the end, you know, at minute 56, that's when the penalty came from uh, from Kiki Struna. That, you know, fortunately, he's, he has been very inconsistent um in this team because like one one game you know we're all like crucify him crucify him and then the next game we praise him he gets team of the week uh and then the next game he gives you a penalty like a stupid penalty and then the next game he's like playing really well so you know it's one of those things that you know you're you know you're one of your main players like he has one of the biggest contracts He's supposed to be one of the most experienced ones with, you know, European experience and this and that. And and you can't just have, like, one game be, you know, literally Team MLS of the Week against Dallas when you have, like, a bunch of block shots and stuff like that. And then you come play Miami and, like, you get lucky because you only got counted one foul against you and not two or three that could have possibly been counted against you because you just can't keep your hands up of dudes, you know? And I understand, I mean, I play defense myself, and I understand, you know, the whole, like, tugging and, and the whole grabbing and the whole, like, you know, bothering players and maybe hitting them, punching them, or whatever you have to do in the box or, in, you know, in that little dance that you do in the box. You know, obviously, within the rules and within, you know, the eyesight of the ref, but when it comes to, like, you just giving out stupid stupid ass penalties basically like it just kind of makes you inconsistent and it makes you like think you know about you know or do we have the right guy how like are we paying you this much for you to give us this amount of good games instead of you know it just kind of makes you wonder and and just kind of think about like where where do we go from from here like how about next year you know we start looking into next year can, can we use you to be a vital piece for our team? Or, or are we going to be, you know, having you there, but you're going to be inconsistent also the rest of the year? Um, so, it, I mean, that's going to be a good question to to see what Tab Ramos decides, uh, you know, at the end of the season and coming in, you know, coming into next year. Uh, Marco Marich, is, it's, he has been really consistent in the last few games. Um, against Dallas, he had a heck of a game. Against Miami, he had a pretty good game. Really good saves. I mean, he just had a penalty against them. And then the previous games, you know, he's been pretty okay. He hasn't been great like the last two games. But he ha he has been going up. And also, you know, considering the fact that he is one of the youngest uh, MLS goalkeepers. Uh, at 24 years old, uh, and, you know, full-time starter, uh, you know, just pretty good you know not not a bad goalie um 
he's still working on some things to get tighter but you know yes you need a goalie but you also you, you need your center backs which are you know a big question mark going into next year you know with Figueroa with Kiki Struna with Cabrera with Fonmajor like it's going to be interesting to see um then another question that you know kind of came up was uh, well two two things that also I wanted to talk about other than the defenders was also the lack of forwards not the lack of forwards but the lack of goals um, from our forwards like we have scored in games but none of them came from the number nines of our team right so we had had uh, players you know. Defenders score, midfielders score, uh, Quinteros, Memo, Darwin Seren has like more goals than, you know, some of our number nines. And it's just like, it makes you wonder, and, and you know, you know, kind of forwards go through dry spells, uh, but it's just like, how longer can we wait for our forwards to, you know, you know, to get, have a good game, you know? Like it's been five, six games, um, and we just, you know, we need them. We need them to like step up, show up score goals and and just be the number nines that we want them to be basically right um, and then the last thing that we wanted I wanted to kind of mention which is something that everybody saw which was like the like the team basically started rushing when there was like 20 15 minutes left in the game and that's just kind of unacceptable because and even Tav Ramos actually talked about it in this, in the press conference. You know, he was like he was very disappointed with the team because why does it have to be why do the Houston Dynamo has to be the team that always gets scored on first? Why can't we be the team that actually goes out and gets, you know, scores first? And Tav Ramos was was saying it, you know, he was like if I am known as a team that goes all out and gets scored on because I'm going all out, he's like I'll take the blame for it, but if I'm gonna be the team that stays back, stay stays back and defends, and still gets caught on, then he was like, you know, I, and that's gonna be on the players. Like, I want that sense of urgency on them. You know, like he wasn't basic. He wasn't you know blaming the players, but he was you know giving an understanding that he wants the fire, like the passion to come from minute one, not to like after you're scored on. And there's 15 minutes in the game, and you have to tie the game, which would, which was what the Dynamo did against this Miami team, um, and that's where, like, you know, we started. I don't know if y'all can hear the baby in the background, um, but yeah, but this is, you know, the, basically that's where uh, the Dynamo kind of liked, uh, and also like one thing that I would reproach Tab Ramos, you know, as a, as a person watching is that you know the substitutions came really late in the game with like 10 minutes left um they came super late in the game in my opinion um you're good uh super late in the game and it just kind of it made no difference um it was like what are like what are they supposed to do with like 10 minutes and i know 10 minutes is can be a lot of time in soccer like 30 seconds is a lot of time in soccer but you know 10 minutes it's just not like you, you I mean, me, myself, personally, I would have subbed them with, like, 30 minutes in the game. Um, like, a minute 60 or whatever. I, how, you know, how he, actually, he's been doing that. You know, he, he, would, he, would, he would start doing that, like, minute 55, and he would sub two players. Like, you have five substitutions, and you wait to minute 80 to bring them in. 
85, like, there's just no point. Like, you can't expect for players to, I mean, I guess you can, but not, like, it's not realistic for them to do something in five minutes, you know? Like, two minutes are going to be spent with Miami players on the floor, you know, hurting, you know, because somebody touched them, and they're on the floor, you know, just wasting time. And, and that's the only thing that I would say about Tab Ramos, you know, where he probably made a mistake. And, you know, that's just coming from me. But, well, you know, that's the my perception of the game, and that's how I see it, basically. But other than that, that's basically the, my kind of recount of the Miami game and the Dallas game. And then the only thing, basically, that's now is left over are six games that are going to be extremely vital if you if we as a team want to make it into these playoffs we are like literally right there uh point away from from making it and literally like everybody in this on the west side uh, on the west conference and western conference it's literally you know it could be anybody's game even uh i mean la galaxy with with 15 games you know they're they have two less games than everybody else uh, they have 15 points, which only, you know, it's 15 points away from the first place team, which is Seattle Sounders and Timbers at this point in time, which obviously, I mean, there is one with six games left, and they have seven games, eight games left, eight times three is 24, I mean, they have 24 points to, to play, basically. The Dynamo right now is that as they're sitting, they're sitting on six games, three at home, three away. So we're sitting on, uh, what is this? I think I did the math wrong, huh? Because nine, yeah, eight times, I don't know. All I know is that we have three, six, nine, three, six, 18 points. You know, yeah, I did the math right. So we have 18 points uh, to be played. And we have 19 points to be played. Or 19 points today as we sit on the table, right? Um, we are literally in goal difference out of this playoff race with Colorado, which unfortunately for them, they are 13 games, but they have been having a bunch of postpones, postponements of games, if that's a word, uh, because of COVID, like a bunch of, I guess, um, people in their organization that are getting COVID, therefore they can't be playing. Uh, so they might not even be able to, you know, finish the season, and what they're going to do is they're actually going to base it off of their points per game, which right now, actually, they're sitting pretty good. Their average is 1.46 uh, points per game, which actually would put them in uh, number five when it came to if, you know, if we would do that in position. Um, the only, the other teams that have a better point per game average would be um, LAFC, Sporting Kansas City, Timbers, and the Sounders. So they're not doing that bad, but if the Houston Dynamo can, you know, manage to get a few more points uh, out of these six games that are left, um, I think we should be in a pretty good spot. I mean, San Jose Earthquake is only a point away from us. FC Dallas is only two points away. And FC Minnesota, or Minnesota United, FC, that's a long-ass name, is only four points away. So, like, and then LAFC is only five points away. So, like, from number four to number eight, like, they're in our range right there. They're literally two games away. Um, and we are playing possibly four teams. We are playing LAFC, we're playing Minnesota, we're playing Dallas, 
and we're playing Colorado if they you know get to play. But let's just say we're three. We're playing LAFC, Minnesota United, and FC Dallas. Those games, my fingers look weird. Those games are going to be six-point games. Like that, you know, in that soccer way of speaking, like they're going to count almost double for us because we're literally competing against them directly for positions in this table. So um, those are going to be extremely, extremely important. And the only shitty thing about those is that all three of those games are going to be away for us. So you know how we've been doing with our away records are you know it's terrible, but I think if we you know if we get our shit together basically and you know are able to get a few points out of those, I think we would be set. So my prediction, and I'm gonna close down with this. Uh, my prediction is that against Nashville, we'll get those three points here at home. We're gonna go fly to Minnesota. Uh, so Nashville is actually on Wednesday. Uh, Minnesota is on Saturday. And I think we're going to lose that game, unfortunately. Um, and then, actually, it's on Sunday, my bad. Sunday at 7. And then Saturday, that following week, uh, Saturday 24th, we're playing Columbus here at home. And Columbus has been a heck of a team. So I am actually settling for a draw against Columbus on that Saturday. Uh, then we play Wednesday in L.A. against L.A. Galaxy. And I am also settling for another draw on that game. So one point there, and then we're on Saturday, we're driving up to Dallas. Um, I think personally we're going to beat Dallas. I think we have to win against Dallas. It's going to be extremely important uh, because it could be literally the last game of the season because we don't know if we're going to play uh, Colorado uh, that following Sunday. Uh, but I think we, we have to win against Dallas, and we should beat Dallas. Uh, they have a good team. And we have a good team, I think. I mean, they're both pretty, you know, kind of head-to-head. And, you know, we're doing it for the people, for the derby, for the cannon, for a whole multiple of things that, you know, we just have to win that game. So, and then if we play Colorado, I think we're going to play them. We're going to beat them because we play them here at home. So that gives us a possibility of 11 points, which would put us at the end of the season with 30 points. And hopefully, with 30 points... Uh, usually they say if you if you uh, have 31 points at the end of the season, you make it into the playoffs. So I'm hoping with 30 points we're able to make it into these playoffs. Uh, it's going to be very difficult uh, because, like I said, everybody's there uh, and everybody's fighting, and obviously everybody wants to get in. Uh, but I like I pray to the sweet baby Jesus that we you know we can make it out and you know have a, a good season. And hopefully next year uh, we'll be talking about something completely different and talking about a really good team in the Dynamo. But other than that, everybody, we're going to go ahead and shut it down here. Um, let me know what your predictions are for these following, for these uh, upcoming games. Uh, like I said, out of these six games, me, I, I think we're going to get 11 points out of them. Um, that's me kind of being optimistic or... I guess, or average. Optimistic is me winning every game. And that's 18 points. And that would be amazing. Uh, but I, I think we might lose a couple and we might tie a couple. Um, but, I mean, what are your predictions? Let me know, uh, you know, here. Uh, and if not, you know, just grab <laughs> Just let me know uh, if you want to chat. Uh, but other than that, thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, if you're listening. 
And I hope you guys have a good uh, week or whatever. Uh, but yeah, keep watching the games. Um, stop talking too much shit about the, the team. We're actually playing really good soccer and we have a really good coach. I think we have decent players. We could have better players. Some of them might be shittier than others. But I think we should be supporting our boys and not talking too much shit like I've seen some people do. Uh, you can't be a fan. This is my, my, my every rant episode. My rant of every episode. You know, If you're going to be a fan, be supportive. Leave your negative at home. Like, Stop being a bitch about it and just... Fucking enjoy the game. We're playing really good soccer, so get over it, you know, and support the team. Like, stop being a bitch. But other than that, we'll see you guys later. Enjoy uh, whatever is coming up in your life. And yeah, cuatro cuatro dos. See you guys later. Dooskies.